Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. In this episode, Carter Cofield is here to teach you tax-saving secrets for entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and everyone in between. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Welcome back to the show. It is so good to have you here for another episode. And I have to say what an amazing community we have here at Millennial Money. And thank you for just being a part of it and making this show what it is. Before we jump into the episode, if you haven't done so already, head to the link in the show notes and leave a five-star review for the show These reviews help our show continue to grow and help us to bring on more and more amazing guests. You asked for some seriously good tax-related episodes this year, and I've got a few lined up to really rock your world and really, obviously, to help you save some cash. Our guest, Carter Cofield, is a certified public accountant who is really dedicated to helping entrepreneurs save money on taxes. He spent years learning the best tax-saving strategies so he can then teach them to you so that you can really be empowered to save money. He's also the owner of Cofield's Concepts, which is a financial literacy website teaching people how to make more money, pay less taxes, and be their own boss. 
I have been following Carter for some time on social media, and I knew that you needed to hear his message as well. In this episode, we're talking how to maximize tax deductions, including a few you might not know about, when you should incorporate your business or side hustle, and the best ways to prepare yourself for this upcoming tax season. I'm so, so thrilled to bring you this episode. I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and here we go. Well, Carter, I am so, so thrilled to have you join us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Shauna, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We're going to have some fun today. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that you're um, a CPA who's really, your mission is to teach people how to make more money, pay less taxes, and be their own boss. Three things I'm a fan of, but (laughs) taxes are tough. They're complex, hard to understand. Just wondering if you give us a little lay of the land. Why is why is this tax system so complex? Yeah, it is right, and um, God blessed me with a talent to make really complicated things very simple to understand. So I'll do my best um, practicing that during the show. So the first thing I like to tell people when we even speak about taxes, right, is that the tax code is nothing to be scared of. Right, so many people are scared of it. Like it's this big book; they're going to take me to jail. No, all <laughs> the tax code is. Is an incentive system, right? I like to think of it as an um, incentivized game. And basically, if you do what the government wants you to do or the IRS wants you to do, they'll give you massive tax breaks for it. So if you if you look at it in that sense, um, it's not something to be scared about, and it's something that if you learn um, what to do, you can actually win the game of taxes. And by winning, I mean like you know living tax free in a sense. Mm, I like that. I think there's a lot of maybe missed or misunderstood aspects around taxes. What do you think some of those are? Maybe some things that you've seen in your own world where people are kind of held on to a certain belief, but that actually is not true at all. Oh, I love this question. This is a great question. So um, a lot of people, you know, when they see my material, my content, they say, well, you know, people that don't pay taxes are crooks. Like you, sh- everybody should pay taxes because, like, you know, government needs it. And I'm like, that's fine. But let me give you the scenario. Right. If inst- if, I, if I'm a business owner and the government wants me to create jobs. Right. I reinvest money into my business and I hire people. Um, versus, and then that person, I give, I give that person a job and they now have purpose and they now have direction, or I can like pay extra taxes and then like let the government fund this person with unemployment. Right. So the person still makes some money, but now, now the person is like funded by the government, relying on the government for everything and doesn't really have a sense of purpose or direction. Right. So the people can get help. Like, you know, when we, as entrepreneurs, and we'll talk about like why I think being a business owner is so important in today's age. Um, we're helping stimulate the economy. We're doing the government's work and they understand that. And they say, hey, if you're going to go out here, create jobs and reinvest into the um, into the economy, we will we will uh, let you uh, get massive tax breaks. Mm, right. OK. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. Uh, and kind of talking about business owners, um, you're you're a business owner. I've been a I've been an entrepreneur since I was in college. That's wow, pretty nice. much all I know. <laughs> uh, and I know that we live in this kind of world right now where being either a business owner or a side hustler is it's even more accessible now, I think, than than ever before. Ever why before. do you why do you think being a business owner is is one of those kind of core keys to to building wealth? Well, that's a great question. I think a few reasons. So um, from a tax standpoint, we'll start there now back into like other reasons why I think it's so important. Um, the tax code is literally made to benefit business owners and investors. Like literally the tax code is literally wow. made to benefit business owners and investors. So if you're not a, a business owner or an investor, you're not on the right team, right? You, you can't, we can't win the game if you're not on the right team. So and um, Robert Kiyosaki has an amazing book called The uh, Cash Flow Quadrant, and it just talks about getting in the right quadrant, whether it's you know, being an employee, being a self-employed, or being a, a business owner. But the point is the tax code is literally made to benefit um, these two types of demographics. And then on a second point, I think the reason why entrepreneurship is so hot right now and so um, so in, and I think the reason it helps people build a lot of wealth is because you're in control, direct control of how much money you make, Right. 
if you work harder, if you reinvest into your business, if you learn, if you um, continue to grow, you'll see immediate returns on that investment versus like, you know, unfortunately we have a job and you do really good work. They might just give you more work. Like if you have an eight hour day and you finish your work in four hours, they're going to give you four more hours of work. Right. So like, um, I think it's just so powerful and I'm, I can't be more proud of, you know, society today, like people taking their lives into their own hands and really like doing what they love to do. Because, um, I mean, I have a funny story about my entrepreneurship. If you wouldn't mind, I share it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So um, I was, a, you know, so my parents died when I was in high school. Right. So that made me a very risk averse person because I didn't really have a fallback plan. Like if it, if it didn't work out for me, I was, I'm on my own. Right. In, in a sense. So I, I live with I live with my cousin um, and then I'm, so I'm getting dressed for work. I, I worked at an accounting firm, very traditional. Right. Got my master's degree, got my CPA. And I'm like, I'm going to stay here for 40 years and then I'm going to retire. Um, and then um, I live with my cousin. He came to my room one day and he asked me like, uh, Hey, cuz, like, what day of the week is it? And I'm like, um, it's it's Wednesday. He like, oh man, I thought it was Saturday. And like, bro, like, how don't you know like what day of the week it is? You have to come all the way in my room to ask me this question. <laughs> and, and then um he pauses, he goes, Well, you know, I do what I love to do every day, so the days of the week don't really matter to me. And then just walks back in his room and goes back to sleep as I'm like getting dressed for work, right? So <laughs> that was my first time seeing, like, wait a second, is there a way? that you can do what you love to do every day because he, he was an entrepreneur so is, is there a way that you can do what you love to do every day get paid for it and kind of live where the days of the week don't really matter to you and that was my first like eye-opening experience of like maybe i should take my chance on myself and and start the business i love that story yeah i mean i can attest being an entrepreneur I mean, I, granted, I do love the weekends, but <laughs> there are definitely some days where I'm like, wait, is it Tuesday? Is it Thursday? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know, which sounds which sounds kind of crazy, but I, I love that story. And so you just shared that the tax code was was really set up for, for business owners. Can you explain a little bit about like actually how, how that is? Absolutely. Thank you for giving me the floor to, to really get nerdy on you. But no, um, I love it. Yes, let's get nerdy. <laughs> so it's a, it's a really simple formula, right? I call it the golden tax formula, but it's really simple, right? So when you're an employee, and, and I don't know if you remember this because you've been a business owner since college, um, but when you're an employee, like you get paid, right? And then they take taxes out of your paycheck before you get the money and then you get to keep what's left. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. However, it's slightly different when you're a business owner, right? You get paid and then you get to reinvest in your business, aka get write-offs, get tax deductions, and then you pay taxes on what's left. So with that being said, now you actually get to control how much taxes you pay because every time you reinvest or spend money that has to do with the business, the IRS gives you a tax deduction for it. So like a perfect example it's like your phone bill, right? So if you're at work and you're a W-2 employee, you have to pay your phone bill and that's a personal expense. But when you're a business owner and you have clients calling you on your phone, you're checking your email on your phone, you're booking uh, you know, clients on your phone, a portion of your phone bill is now a tax deductible expense. So what we start to see is the moment we make the shift from W-2 employee to business owner, a lot, Shannon, I mean a lot um, of our, our um, personal expenses become business expenses. And that is a huge thing I want everybody to understand. Yeah. And I want to talk about that for a minute because, or for a few minutes, you have this amazing book called Tax-Free Living and you outline like 200 plus deductions in your book. And I I also found this really interesting stat on your website. You say that 93% of small business owners overpaid on their taxes, which I could clearly see that happening. So tell us a little bit about the idea of, I mean, I think most of us understand deduction, but we don't really understand what that means in terms of actual dollars and cents. And then, mm -hmm. you know, how do we know what deductions really work for us? Yes, Sean, that's a great question. I think most people have that question, right? Which is why I made the book because I got the question thousands of times in my DMs and emails. <laughs> You're so, like, let me let me just write you a book. And yeah, and I'm not a writer at all, but this was this was a must, right? <laughs> but yeah, so let me let me um, break it down um, so that you know the listeners can understand. So if I have 
a um, well, something to break it down like tax deduction wise. So the, the IRS says anything that is ordinary and necessary for you to operate your business, you can now get a tax deduction for this expense, right? So as a business owner, we have to ask ourselves like, hey, what is ordinary and necessary to operate my business? Like, is my internet ordinary and necessary? Yes. Like, is I get my phone? Is my car ordinary and necessary to operate my business? And there are so many things that that are, are ordinary and necessary. Most business owners just can't keep track, right? Because there's there's really like I think 400 plus. I just put 200 plus because I didn't, you know, bore people to death. But there's over 400 tax deductions that we can get. So it's impossible for all business owners to understand the things that they can deduct in their business. But I think a great place to start is like, and it's a fun game. You can do it as well. Like look around like your apartment and stuff that you use for your business that you still have coming out of your personal account, right? That needs to be shifted to now coming out of your, your business account. And the fun thing about this is if you get really creative, you can make most things that you do um, a tax deductible expense. And I can share a good one with you if you if you would allow me to. Oh, yeah, because I follow you on Instagram and every day you it, you inspire me about another deduction. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's and you've such creative repro- approach to deductions. So, yeah, I would love for you to go into it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And a lot of it has to do with creativity. Right. Um, so one of the favorite things I like to do, I love to travel. Like anytime I can get on a plane, I'm gone. But I like to travel and get a tax deduction at the same time. So a really creative way for your listeners to do this is let's say they have to go to you know, Los Angeles for a friend's birthday. Right. Normally, that's a personal expense because that's a personal birthday. That's a personal expense. But if your listener were to find some business activity in California while they had to be there for the birthday party, so let's say they found a networking event or had a client out there or had a business partner out there that they can take to lunch, right? If you can find business activity in that area while you need to be there personally, that trip becomes a business deductible trip. So now you can get a tax deduction for the flight, the hotel, and even the meal if you decide to take somebody out to lunch. So I love finding ways to turn things I was going to do anyway into a write-off for my business. Yeah. Another one I'd love for you to share is you talk about clothing as a deduction and kind of a creative way to to do that. Oh, yeah. that's uh, I love this one. I actually, <laughs> I actually bought equity into a clothing line just so I can um, do this more. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a little aggressive, but I was like, hey, you know, I want to, I want to do it. So anyway, the way it works is that normally the IRS is really, really against people um, writing off clothes because, you know, people are greedy and they will take advantages. They would go like, you know, go shopping and say, hey, I need this for my business. The IRS is like a firm no. But then uh, it was a court case where a gentleman owned a suit company and he had his his um, company logo stitched on, you know, the the front of his uh, the, the, like the lapel of his suit. And he was writing off the, the the suits and the stitching costs for the clothes. The IRS was like, no. So they took him to court. And he his case was, hey, I own a suit company. I'm a walking ambassador for my brand. Having my logo on here makes people ask questions. And I end up booking clients off of this. So he ended up winning that court case. So basically, the IRS had to change the rule and say, hey, if you have clothing and you get your logo visibly stitched or pressed on the garment, then not only can you write off the the cost of the clothes, but you can write off the stitching costs and every time you take the clothes to the cleaner, because again, you're a walking marketing tool for your business. And once this happened, I got you know I was like, oh, I'm all in on um <laughs> on this on this tax deduction because again, it's marketing as well, right? Like you know, right. so I think it's just an amazing way to look like fly, look nice, and um and uh you know get the tax deduction as well. Yeah, I mean it's just fabulous. I I never had actually heard that one before. I'm like, that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, what if we're somebody listening and let's say we work a corporate job, but we also have a a side hustle that we do. Can we can we still take deductions? So, Sean, let me t- can, I, can I ask you, I have to say something before we get into this. You are an amazing question asker. Like you're, <laughs> Thank you. you're just teeing me up to give amazing uh, advice to your audience. So I appreciate that. That's my job. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So this is a great um, 
aspect to discuss because again this is a question a lot of people have because a lot of people don't just jump into entrepreneurship right they have a job and then they have the side hustle on the side which i think is a great uh, way to to go into entrepreneurship so if you have a full-time job and let's say you're getting paid $100,000 um in you know salary or whatever just to make it simple and let's say you have a side business and you know um you make you make a couple thousand dollars but again when you have a side business you have so many tax deductions that you can take sometimes it takes your business into a loss right so you might have made $5,000 in your side business but you might have had like you know let's say $15,000 of expenses. So now your side business has a $10,000 loss. Now this $10,000 loss gets to be subtracted from your $100,000 income at work. So now the quote unquote loss from your side hustle is actually lowering your income at work, which is going to give you a, a lot larger tax deduction um, when you file taxes for your W-2 job, if that makes sense. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless. 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is 
always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Yeah, so just even having that mindset shift, because I think when we hear the idea of loss, somehow we equate that to failure, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, know, no. Whatever, whatever <laughs> we want to do. But but when we're talking about taxes and really maximizing or winning at the system, as you say, that I mean, that's we we get to have our side hustle. We get to get the income from our side hustle, and then if we have the loss, we each, we actually get to deduct it off of our our you know other income and come out kind of better overall. Absolutely, and I and I love that you put that mindset shift in there because it is a mindset shift, right? I mean, you know, some people say, hey, like you know, um, if my business runs at a loss, and it's it's a, it's a loss on paper, right? It's right. a you know, it's income in real life, but it's a loss on paper now. Again, if you have a loss three years in a row, then IRS will like deem your business a hobby. So you only want to recognize a loss two years, and then you want to recognize a, a profit if you you know if, if you have that option. Um, but again, it's it's not a loss in real life. It's a it's a loss on paper because again, you're getting a tax deduction for expenses that are, are going to help you grow your business. Like one of the things I love to do, um, and this is just like an end of the year marketing strategy. I mean, this is an end of the year tax saving strategy. Um, is to like prepay my marketing expenses for next year because I know it's going to make me more money. But if I pay for it now, I get more deductions um, now than later. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and thinking about um, all of these deductions, is there is there a system that you can suggest or some sort of strategy that we can set up so we can easily track our deductions throughout the year? Again, with the questions, the questions are gold. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, so let me uh, kind of you know uh, give a good uh, formula for your audience to use. So first of all, every business owner, whether you have a side hustle or not, you should have a business bank account, right? That is just an absolute must because what's going to happen when you have that business bank account is that you're going to link that business bank account to QuickBooks. Which again, I'm not endorsed by QuickBooks, but I'm just giving this they're the best software out in my opinion. Now, what excuse me, what QuickBooks is gonna do, once you link your business bank account to the QuickBooks online software, every time you make a transaction, it's gonna automatically populate into the QuickBooks platform as long as you use the card that is linked. And then since QuickBooks is so smart, it's gonna kind of self-categorize what that expense is for you. So if I go to um, dinner at, let's say, you know, I have a dinner at, um, I don't know, Chipotle, that's what I had earlier. Um, it's going to automatically deem that as dining out, right? right? And all you have to do is approve that transaction. So again, it takes us away from like having to check our bank statements to put the expenses in the Excel file and put the date and all that. It kind of streamlines everything. So if you have the account and you have the software, um, all of your transactions are going to be linked automatically. And all you have to do is go to review and approve the transactions. And then you do that at the end of the year, you have a clean, what we call a profit and loss statement showing all your income, but also all of your expenses in their specific category. So you're going to make your accountant very, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love that. I love about like streamlining and, and systems and making it really easy for yourself. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you, we got a, a couple of uh, questions actually from listeners 
that I thought would be fun to kind of dive into. Uh, and, and the first one really, I think, sort of pertains to what we we're just talking about. So Tania said that she wanted to know if it makes sense to work with a CPA like yourself or DIY your taxes when you have a side hustle. So like, how do you determine when it makes sense to work with someone or just do it yourself? Um, this is a great question. I'm, do you, you get questions from your audience before the show? Like that's next level. <laughs> hey, you know, we've got we've got an amazing audience here. So, yes. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, uh so this is a great question. So, um I the way I see it is this. If you have a W2 just job, right? You can do your own taxes, TurboTax, whatever is very simple. The moment you start a side business, um aka like get a schedule C, um you know, and you now have like business taxes to worry about, in my humble opinion, you're going to make more money, you're going to make more mistakes. The, the mistakes you're going to make are going to cost you more than hiring a CPA would. Right. Because um, you're not going to know some of the deductions. You're not going to know where some line items go. You, you know, you're not going to know what questions to ask. Right. So I always tell uh, my audience that, hey, the moment you start the business or you start the side hustle, you need to hire an accountant to do your taxes. Because here's the thing. When you have a side hustle, have a business, your accounting fees are tax deductible as well. So it's not like you're getting the, you know, you have to pay the full price. You get to write off the cost of your accountant. But again, I've watched people try to do their own taxes when they have a business and they cost themselves more money in mistakes than a CPA would uh, end up costing them to just do it for them. And, and not to mention the time they get back in peace of mind, right? Seriously. Yeah. So how do you go about finding the quote unquote, like right CPA for you? Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing? Yeah. Um, I, contrary to popular belief, like I thought it would be easy to, to find a good CPA, good CPA because I consider myself to be one. But I, I get a lot of you know questions and emails and DMs about like, hey, man, I can't find a great CPA. So I have a few keys on finding a great CPA. Um, so key number one is you want to find somebody who understands your industry, right? Because there's nothing more important than finding a CPA who understands your industry because they're going to understand what expenses relate to your industry what um, tactics are pertinent to your industry or not, right? So I think it's, it's just absolutely pertinent that you find some, um, a CPA that is, understands your industry. So if you're in real estate, find a real estate CPA. If you're um, uh, in beauty, find a, a CPA that understands beauty. Now, key number two is you want to find a CPA that's proactive versus reactive. The, the, the biggest mistake, mistake I see is, um, you know, somebody has a CPA that only like calls them at tax time. Like, no, you want somebody that's reaching out to you like throughout the year and help you like, Hey, did we have any kids? Like what's going on with the business? So I want you to find a CPA that's proactive versus, um, reactive. And then, um, lastly, I want you to, um, find a CPA that you're comfortable asking questions with. A lot of people are intimidated by their CPA and they don't ask the right questions, which again, is you know, costing them money. So I want you to find a CPA that, that you're comfortable with asking, quote unquote, what you might think are stupid questions, because um, it's better to look uninformed than actually be, un be uninformed. Ooh, exclamation mark on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we got one other question from Robert, and uh, he wants to know, how do I know when it's time to create an actual, quote unquote, company structure, like an S-Corp or LLC versus just saying, staying a, a Schedule C? Your listeners are probably getting more free game than I've ever given out on the podcast because <laughs> the questions just line me up and I'm not and I never hold back on information. So I just had a mastermind um, last weekend and it was like two thousand dollars a person. We went over what we call this um, my business, uh, my business incorporation flowchart. And if you understand this, you'll be ahead of 90 percent of business owners. So let me break this down for you and your audience. So there's. Mainly sole proprietor, LLC, S Corp, C Corp, right? Those are like the main four um, right. business formations outside like partnerships and stuff like that. So it, let's start a sole proprietor and let's go up the list and let me tell you what, when and, and why to change. So sole proprietor, everybody starts out as a sole proprietor. Um, you know, you don't have to, there's no uh, paper filings. There's you know, nothing you have to do. You're a sole proprietor once you say, I'm ready to start a business. I recommend you stay a sole proprietor while you're still formulating the business idea. Like whether, you, whether you're going to sell a product or service, who's going to be your target audience, all that's fine. You can stay a sole proprietor. You don't need to file any, any paperwork. Now, 
before you actually start the business, before you make your first sale, before you um, get your first client, I want you to upgrade from a sole proprietor to an LLC. And why I want you to do that is twofold. One is because the LLC gives you what's called asset protection. And all asset protection basically means that if you were to get sued in your business, the person can only take what's in your business. They cannot touch you personally, right? They can't get your personal savings. They, they can't take your home because the LLC gives you a barrier between you and the litigation. Does that make sense? Yeah, got it. Okay. Okay. And then the second thing, reason why you would want to become an LLC, you just look more legit, right? Like if you're running a daycare and your you know, daycare is, um, you know, Tim Jones daycare, like I, I don't trust you with my kid, but if it's, you know, um, you know, ultimate daycare LLC, you just seem more legitimate. And then you're, once you get the LLC, you're able to open, uh, you're able to get your EIN, which is your business's social security number. And then you can take those documents and then get a business bank account. And now we're setting ourselves up on the right foot. Um, now you want to, LLC is a great entity for most people. And you want to stay at an LLC until, until you make over $40,000 net income. And for your listeners that don't really know what net income is, that's just your revenue minus expenses. So if you have $100,000 in revenue, and you have $40,000 worth of expenses, you have $60,000 in net income. And, and once you have over $40,000 net income, you want to upgrade that LLC to an S corporation. And why we want to do that is because S corporations help us save a lot of money on self-employment taxes, which is like FICA and Medicare and stuff like that. Um, this making sense so far? Yes. This is like a, a masterclass. I'm loving it. No, literally, I just gave that. <laughs> but I think it's, it's so important because, again, you know, unfortunately, college like didn't teach us how to like business owner, you know, business owner one on one, and so we had to kind of like learn this stuff on our own. Um, so, yeah. So once you make over 40 k net income, you want to upgrade to an S corporation. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family, and you want to do the best for them. But vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas, 
and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, you can become an S-corporation until the end of time. Now, the, the one time I would say it might be a good idea to upgrade to a C-corp is if you want to like go on Shark Tank and issue shares of equity in exchange for capital, or if you plan on going on like a stock exchange, like a New York stock exchange, a U.S. stock exchange. But like if, if you're not planning to do that, then S Corp is, 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 a, is a great entity for most business owners to stay at. Mm, okay. I love it. Wow. This is like, this is amazing information. Uh, <laughs> so, so tell me, okay, we got the story of you with your cousin and uh, you kind of having that light bulb moment of like, okay, I need, I need to be a business owner. I need to figure this out. So how did you decide then? Or, or what was that story or journey like where you actually made that shift into now you're, you're the CPA for business owners, but you're a business owner yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. After, so after that day, right. I mean, going to work as you can, you know, probably imagine I was very miserable that day because I, I can't get that thought out of my head, right? And then I, I read um, the famous book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yes. And when I say, for those of you all that haven't read the book, go read the book, take me later. It just completely shifted. I don't think shift is a good word. Like, it was a complete 360 on the way I saw the world, right? It was a complete 360 on like, you know, kind of how we're taught to like, be a cog in this wheel. And let me just say this, you know, if you want to be an employee and you love your job, I am not telling you to quit your job. Right. But for me, in my situation, I knew I had more and I wasn't happy where I was working. So that book really helped give me the, the, the push that I needed to then quit um, the job. So I listened to the book. It's a, it's a six hour audio book. I listened to it um, one day at work and that, that's, that shows how much work I was actually doing. And then <laughs> um, the next day I ended up putting in my two weeks. Um, and I put in my two weeks and then I was <laughs> I was so scared I was going to try to get my job back that I booked um, a, a, a one way flight to London just to get out the countries because I was if I, didn't, if I didn't I was that petrified. I was that petrified. I'm going I'm to I'm ask for my job back. So I got away, cleared my head. And then I came back just with this 
peace. Because if you think about it, here's the thing I tell everybody, right? If you don't like where you're working at and you want to start a business, but you're scared, my first question to you would be, what's the worst case scenario, right? And then most people say, well, I will like lose all my savings and I will fail at the business and then I'll have to go get a job that I hate. And so my rebuttal is like, so outside of like losing your savings, you're kind of already living your worst case scenario, right? right. And then they, they pause and like, well, if you put it that way, I'm like, so is your future worth however much you have saved to take a chance on? And I kind of let them answer that question, right? I'm not pushing anybody out their job, but my goal outside of taxes is just to show people that there's nothing, there's nothing more beautiful that you can do for yourself than to trust yourself and live the life that you're designed to live. Mm, that is so well said. I, I really love that. Yeah, I think that resonates. And I, I think what's cool about this kind of environment that we're in right now is I think a lot of people who thought it wasn't possible to either have a business or have a side hustle, whatever it might be through technology and just, I mean, social media, everything right now, it's it's even more easier to start something, even if it doesn't, you don't intend for it to replace your full corporate income. It doesn't matter. It's just extra money. And we all know that extra money is the vehicle to really building wealth. So it kind of just, I don't know, it's just a really cool environment I think we're all in now. Yeah. And I say this all the time. Um, one source of income is too close to no, no sources of income. Right. So even if you have a really, really good job or, you know, like what extra money is not going to hurt anybody. Right. And to your point, like there's never, ever, ever been an easier time to start a business, to start a side hustle, to try out your favorite hobby and turn it into a business like there's never been an easier time than now. And I, I owe it to my future self to take chances right now because I understand like my ancestors, my dad, my mom who worked their tail off did not have these opportunities. And my future self and my future family deserve um, somebody like, you know, who's willing to take the chance on themselves. So I, 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 the way I look at it is that I owe it to my future self and future family to take advantage of these opportunities because it's, it's just never been easier. All right. Well, I want to wrap this up with a little bow here. We've talked about so many different things, but for everyone listening, what are a couple maybe action steps that uh, they can focus on taking? We're getting ready to roll into tax season to really maybe like set themselves up to just save more and pay less in taxes this year. Are there a couple of things we can be doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hmm, let me think. Coming into tax season. So one of the things that I would recommend everybody do is review their expenses from the prior year and, and just make sure that there were no expenses that you pay out of your personal account that, that are business deductible that you didn't account for. Right. So like, let's say you listen to the po this podcast. You're like, wait a second. I didn't know my phone bill was tax deductible. Like go back and calculate that phone expense and then add it to your expense line item in your business. Well, I didn't know I can write off that computer I bought last year, right? Because it's just because you didn't use your business account, it's not over. Like if you, and this is something I want to say, like if you use your personal account to pay for business expenses, it's okay. All you have to do is go back and find them and record them. So I think the main thing that people can do now that they're listening to this episode is go back last year and see what things, what, what write-offs you didn't know about that you now know about and make sure you add them to your business's um, report. And two, I would find a good CPA early. Please, please, please do not reach out to a CPA in March or April and ask them to file your taxes. They're going to treat you like a number because they're so stressed out. You want to build a relationship with the CPA early so that they actually take your taxes seriously. So I would recommend finding a CPA as early as, uh, as possible. And um, if you don't know, like have a good CPA directory, I, I actually have a a course where I have a, a my my top CPA, so if that's you know that's an option as well. You can get the links in my bio. But um, thirdly, what's the, what's the third thing to do? It's just like start to like take responsibility and learning some of this stuff, right? Like I tell people all the time, you can't expect your CPA to know everything, right? You can't just turn a blind eye and assume things are going right. Right. So I, I just encourage everybody to like learn a little bit about 
um, taxes and tax deductions and, 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 and be able to bring great questions to your CPA because they're busy. But if, so if you can help them like, hey, I read that I can pay my kids for my business. Can we talk more about that? They're like, oh, I didn't know you had kids. Let's talk about it. So I think that just learning is you're going to put yourself in an amazing position. Well, Carter, this has been so fantastic. I hope everyone listening really appreciates uh, your time and uh, all this expertise. Tell everyone where they can go to connect with you, to learn more about you. And if they're interested in grabbing Tax-Free Living Book, where do they go? Absolutely. So my main platform is Instagram, as you can see. Um, you can follow me there at uh, Cofield underscore advisor. And um, I got a special gift for your audience. So anybody listening um, can get 70% off my tax-free living ebook by simply going to taxfreelivingbook.com. And um, I'll make sure that that discount code stays up there by the time this episode drops. But again, like if I can help people start off the year, like with this tax mindset of like saving, how to save, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 on taxes. Like that's more money that can go back into their business. That's more money they can travel with their family with. So I'm so passionate about it because, you know, I'm just, I'm so happy to see what people are going to be able to do with the extra money that they find. That tip about how you can deduct clothing <laughs> is out of the world. I've never heard that before, but those are the types of gems that Carter shares. If you don't follow him on Instagram, I highly suggest you head over there. He shares so many impactful strategies and ideas and tips to really help jumpstart your tax savings and ultimately help you to just keep more of your cash so you can continue to build more wealth. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and share it with a friend or family member, anyone who you think really needs to know how to maximize those tax savings this year. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guest, as well as all of the amazing sponsors that make this podcast possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. Hi, this is Elton John here. Throughout my U.S. tour last year, we heard from thousands of fans that financial security and financial planning are hugely important to them. So important that David and I are continuing this vital conversation into 2023. Together with the Alliance for Lifetime Income, I'm spreading the word about the importance of protected income, which is money you're guaranteed to get. Like me, I'm sure you have big plans for your next chapter. Protected income from an annuity helps ensure you have all your bases covered so you can have the financial freedom to tick off your bucket list. The first step is to decide what's on your bucket list. Then meet with your financial advisor to ask if you have protected income and get their help making a plan that fits your unique financial goals. Join me and my friends at the Alliance for Lifetime Income. Together, we can help make financial freedom in retirement a reality for more Americans, starting with you. Go to protectedincome.org today.